man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. If you're throwing a pitch, like you could throw a pitch in college, bounce it in the dirt, and they're going to swing at it. But you, you got to get a little bit closer to strike zone and pro ball to get some guys swinging. Nice. Play to work sports. sports. What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Just trying to get settled in into a new house. Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it in your mic. We're going to we're gonna have to fix you. We, uh, we do have a good guest host on the show today, and that is uh, Mr. Ben Dumb from the Rome Braves, a pitcher for the Rome Braves. So how you doing tonight, uh, Ben? up fellas it's my first podcast ever so it's an honor it's an honor hey we're happy to be that first podcast man yeah for yeah. sure so all right jim well we got a pretty good show we're going to talk about a couple of topics um i know ben said he's uh want to talk about the aaron Rodgers trade so we'll save the best for last so he can dig into that one and we'll hit some other topics first and then after that Ben, we're going to open the floor up and ask you some questions, man, and get a little insight into uh, the world of, of being a professional baseball pitcher. So, um, gentlemen, if both of y'all ready, we'll go ahead and roll into the show. Let's run it. Let's do it. All right, then. All right. So, the first thing, I guess, that we'll talk about is the new college rule change. And uh, just so both of y'all gentlemen know, since 1968, when a team got a uh, first down, the play clock would stop, right? If it was, uh, or, or excuse me, the play clock would just stop, right? So the NCAA is wanting to eliminate that rule, and they've approved it. So this year, it's kind of like NFL. When you, when you complete the ball, it's not going to stop anymore for them to spot the ball. The clock's going to keep ticking. Um, and the reason they did this change in general is so that they can try to hopefully increase the game speed of the game and decrease the play count. Um, and now why the play count stuff is important is they're trying to cut down on injuries and they're also trying to set up the, the preparation for the upcoming 12 team playoff system that we're going to see in 24 and 25. So that's the big one for that one, but they're also, doing uh working on penalties so right now penalties uh or excuse me the, the change to penalties are penalties at the end of the first and third quarters will be enforced in the next quarter instead of giving an untimed down this goes into trying to decrease the play count and then no more back-to-back timeouts during the same dead period so if georgia and ohio state are playing and georgia calls a timeout ohio state will not have the opportunity to call a timeout right behind it and that is, of course, to hopefully speed up the game. So, Ray Ray, I know you are the college football guru. So, how do you feel about these rule changes? And don't tell me that Georgia would have won more games and nothing like that. How do you feel about Look, this? Guru is a pretty uh, big word to use for this. But <laughs> considering, now we're used to it when it comes to the NFL. So, what difference does it make that we don't get the dead play? Or, you know, you don't get the, the clock to stop? 
I think it'll be more interesting. We're already used to it. What real difference is there? I don't really think there's going to be much of one. Yeah, games will be a lot different because the strategies are now different, right? Like, mm-hmm. hurry-ups don't mean as much now. There's no reason to have to always go for a 10-yard. I think we'll see more try to get out of bounds plays. You might see more athletic plays. But the whole, I think, good overall. I mean, we're getting ready for the next level. I've never understood, you know, it's like the college basketball. Why are you playing two 20-minute halves instead of 12-minute quarters when you're trying to go to the next level? So good on that end. And then with your penalties for the next quarter, like the dead ball play, I get it. I get that the whole sports world's trying to just speed up, it seems like, and get rid of a lot of dead time. Definitely seems that way. And, uh, you know, and I'll stand behind it. I'm good with getting rid of dead time. I'm good with that. Like, let's just roll the next quarter. You know, and if one play is the biggest difference maker in your in your game, then you should have done a lot more for one play not to be the biggest difference maker. The only thing I can see being, uh, I guess, an issue if you if you if there is one, would be the penalty thing. Obviously, if you got the momentum, you're rolling, you're driving the ball down their throat, right? And you're getting ready to score that touchdown, and there's a pass interference play. And now you have to wait until the next quarter to do it. Well, at times that could be enough for the other team to regroup and kind of get it together. So if there is no, an that's, argument that's a good to be point. made, that could be the only it. one I could see. And I think it depends on the flagrant of the penalty, right? Like how, how mm-hmm. gruesome of a penalty is it? Like if it's a momentum killer, that's kind of crap. That's like, hey, just go get the face mask. We'll flop sides. It's like a free timeout and we'll we'll be fine. I'm going to tell you 10 out of 10 times if I'm watching college and it's a deep ball thrown and you know he's about to catch the ball and go into the end zone in college or there may him. be a chance tackling yeah. because well, uh, in pros you're tackling him. It's a spot, uh, it's a spot foul. In college football, it's not the same. So I'm, I'm tackling no, you be- every <clears throat> time. I'm better off tackling yeah. you and then instead mm-hmm. of being on a highlight reel. Yeah, I'd rather give you 15 yards than give you 40. So – I uh, ben, how you feel I like about the real change. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly really into college football. I feel like it. Feel like it could be could be interesting. I mean, um, it's interesting now with the the MLB rule changes with the pitch clocks and stuff. I mean, I feel like across sports are trying to speed things up right now. Um, I don't know if that has to do with like the tension span of the viewers or whatever, but. I feel like they're trying to trying to speed things up right now, and um, I think overall for baseball that's doing um, some good things right now. I mean, speed guys up, um, just let them be athletes and see some bigger plays. But I mean, I think there could be some good things that come from it. I mean, as far as the injuries go, I mean, less plays on the field um, over a large sample size. There's most likely going to be less injuries. So um, keep the star players on the field. As far as the as far as the twelve team playoff goes, um, like I said, I'm from Pennsylvania. I grew up a big Penn State fan, so they've been on the bubble for, gosh, it seems like five or six years now, and they just can't crack that top four. So we need to game the system a little bit to. Get in there. I'm all for the 12 team playoffs. <laughs> I can give you that room that you needed. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, if, we're not, if we're not cracking that top four, bust it open to 12, see what happens. 
I think I'm more excited about the Chelv team playoff than anything, honestly, because I'm hoping to see upsets. I'm hoping to see teams get in there that you don't normally see, you know, compete. I know that it was a blowout this year, but I liked seeing TCU getting a chance at the national championship. Um, and we know you know, yeah, there's going to be some bloodbaths. Yeah, there's there's going to be some bloodbaths, but someone along the line is going to come in there and upset somebody. That'll be pretty cool to see. I was going to say, if they're not good changes, it's not like they're forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not like we have to keep these rules. So it's great just to see to experiment what's going to happen. Yeah, and I think that four man. I mean, this year we've seen it. This is a glimpse when TCU went in and just dismantled Michigan. Right, it was a glimpse into, and I say dismantle. I mean they, Michigan had not been handled like that all season. It wasn't it was the a, game it was supposed to be. No, it was a glimpse into what it's going to look like in a twelve man when the number one team rolls in and they're playing the number 12 team, and you're like, whoa. And they just, hey, we had your number that day, and you watched the, the top dog fall. So I, uh, I'm i excited for it. I'm excited to see these changes take place. So should be a good one. Should be a good one. But all right, gentlemen. Well, uh, i tell you what. We'll roll over. We'll change gears for a minute before we circle back to uh, to football in general, and uh, we'll go ahead and talk about some NBA. So, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to Austin and let him give us our uh, breakdown in the NBA playoffs. So, Austin, you got it. Take it away, cuz. All right, thank you guys so much. I have the 2023 NBA playoffs recap here. Let's get it started. In the West, I have the Lakers versus Grizzlies, uh, Dylan Brooks versus LeBron James, but it seems that Dylan Brooks doesn't want to be seen as a villain and thinks that the media is making him out to be one. Also, Rory Hachimura has been a great addition to the team, playing a big role to help them up in this series. The series is now 2-1 to the Lakers. Next up, we have Warriors vs. Kings. To start this series, it was absolutely crazy as the Kings come out and give the Warriors a first time ever down 2-0 in a series. But since, the Warriors have came back and rallied to tie the series to 2-2. Next game I have is the Suns vs. Clippers. Now on paper, I think this one is going to be in favor to the Suns. But Russ has since brought out his MVP season and been an absolute lockdown on defense. In Game 1, according to the game stats, he held the Suns' top two offensive weapons, KD and Book, to a combined 6 points and 25% shooting. But it hasn't been just enough since Kawhi's been out with an injury and the series is now 3-1 to the Suns. Lastly, in the West, we have Nuggets vs. T-Wolves. Honestly, there's not much to say for this one. It's been all Nuggets, but... Anthony Edwards has said he's not done. He's not going home without a fight as they come in and win a big game four in the series is now 3-1 to one to the Nuggets. Heading on to the East, we have the Bucks first Heat. I like to say the injuries game as we have Giannis out with a back injury and Tyler Hero breaking his hand, leaving him out of the playoffs to at least the finals if they were to make it that far. And recently, we also have Oladipo with a knee injury, but the series is 2-1 to Miami. Next is Cavs-Knicks. Now, I thought this one was going to go to a seventh game for sure, but it seems the Cavs either can't get it together and win, or Jalen Brunson is just that guy and is leading the Knicks to a crazy run in the playoffs. If the Knicks do win this series, it's going to be their first series win, and I couldn't even tell you how long. And they lead 3-1 currently. 
Next, we have 76ers versus Nets. Well, this one was all 76ers with the first sweep in the playoffs. Nets seemed to fall apart in this one. Um, the 76ers just run through them and they sweep them 4 0, first sweep of the playoffs. And lastly, we move on to Celtics versus Hawks. Now, me as a Hawks fan, I know this one isn't going to end up well in my favor, but the series started with the Celtics killing the Hawks going up 2 0. The Hawks have since rallied back in Game 3 to bring the series 2-1, but again, fall short in Game 4, and the series is 3-1. Celtics hold control of them in Game 5, and we'll see how that one goes. All right, that's it for me, guys. I'm going to throw it back to Ray Ray and John. Peace out. All right, so I appreciate that, Austin. That uh, NBA playoffs been a little bit different than what I thought. So No, no you're not wrong about that. I mean, there's been some things. Let me uh, let me ask you, what Ray Ray do you think is the biggest surprise so far in the NBA playoffs? I I would have to say it's that uh the Kings weren't swept and that they've actually put up this kind of fight against Golden State because just on paper, given the history, given the the players, it really did just seem like Golden State would come in and just win it, you know, without any issues. But it's been quite the series. So that would be. That'd be my little my segment right there. It'd be those the battle in California. Okay, I think I'm gonna have to kick it over to my Miami Heat. Right now, they are actually up, like Austin said, on the Bucks. So to me, that was the most surprising thing. Because I'll be honest with you, I I could have seen a clean sweep. I mean, I know injuries, like Austin said, injuries have kind of affected it, but I honestly part of the game. Yeah, I honestly didn't think we were going to be up right now. And, and then we're about to play tonight, so that could ultimately, that could be real bad for the Bucks. So It's hard to come back 3-1. to one. It's very hard to come back 3-1. to one. So the Knicks are actually looking to eliminate the Cavs. They're sitting at 3-1. to one. So that's another one that really surprised me. I would, I would assume that series was going to be tied up. So, But, I mean, you never know. So, All right, well, let's roll into the NHL recap then of the playoffs. And uh, I'll just go ahead and spotlight kind of where we're at, and then we'll get yours and Ben's take. I know Ben said he's watched a couple hockey games and see which team he's liking to watch right now. So first off, Colorado leads the series 2-1 to one against Seattle, um, and they're going to play tonight. The next four games that I'm going to speak of are, but they're getting ready to play as we record. Vegas, they lead the series 2-1 to one against Winnipeg, and they're also playing tonight. We got the New York Rangers. They lead the series two to one, and they're uh, playing tonight. And Toronto leads, unfortunately, two to one against my Tam- my Tampa Bay Lightning. And that one's painful to look at, but that's been a close one. And then we got Dallas and Minnesota. They're both tied up two all. L.A. Kings and Edmonton. They're tied up two two. Boston did not complete the sweep, and I'm honestly, I'll be honest with you, I was really surprised, especially how they won two of their games so far, at least. But that's what makes those four game series interesting. Mm-hmm. Are you mean the seven game series? Or, well, yeah, yeah, best of four. Yeah, yeah best of seven games, best of four series. I knew what you meant. That's why. You know, that's why we work hey, good you're together. Picking up what I'm putting. Down. That's, yeah, that's right. You cleaned it up. <laughs> I just made a little mess. Uh, but that one, that one. Uh, is really surprising. Boston does lead three one right now, and they're looking to eliminate Florida. So honestly, I I feel that's going to happen. 
probably the next game. And then uh, Carolina is also looking to eliminate the New York Islanders. They're up three to one. So Ray Ray, do you got any big surprises with this one? Anything that uh, you're following or, you know, that, that really caught you off guard? Uh, no, I think everything's stacking up just about how I spoke about it last week. Obviously, I took a few of the, the underdogs, you know, like I took the Jets, I took the Krakens. Uh, but other than that, everybody's kind of doing about how we thought they would do. The only one I thought, you know, it's a little different is the Lightning and the Maple Leafs being there. But nothing's really shocking me, man. I mean, I went six for eight on that very first game with when we talked with Justin, so I'm pretty happy. The only one that catches me off guard is how we came in Tampa. I'm talking about how we came in game one and just destroyed Toronto in Toronto and then turn around the next two games. Now, I guess the second game, the second game we looked horrible. They beat us and then they beat us uh, two nights ago, but it was an overtime. We were manhandling them. Uh, they tied it up with less than a minute left to go to overtime I mean, we were manhandling them overtime, and they just had a face-off, got the lucky shot right from there. Vasquez couldn't see it, and it went in, man. It was it was wild. It was just one of them things like, hey, you don't have to be the best. You just got to be able to make the right plays, and, and they made the right plays. So that one kind of caught me off guard, put us on the on the ropes a little bit, but um, I think we bounced hey, back today. Nope. And and Ben can testify with having played in series. The beauty of a series is you can get mollywopped one game. That doesn't matter. We got more to play. I love you when you use that word. That's a, that's a great word. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, a series. Anything can happen in that, and you're really gonna really gonna figure out who the who the best team is. Because I mean, in any sport, for the most part, um, especially at the professional level, anyone can beat anyone on any night. So get that bigger sample size, you really really see who's got it. Mm-hmm. Well, out of these games, Ben, who have you been watching? What's, what's, what team have you been watching play? So I'm down in uh, Florida right now um, in Northport, like just south of, south of Tampa. So everyone around here is pretty excited about the um, Toronto and the in the Tampa Bay, the lightning series right now. So, um, and actually a couple guys, I didn't get to go, but a couple guys went up to Tampa on Saturday night for the game. Mm. And they said it was, they said it was just the most electric sports atmosphere they've been to. Um, I'm sure so John just I, shed a tear. Yeah. Don't away. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> Tampa Bay lightning. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been keeping my eye on that. Um, just with being in the area. And I had the game on Saturday night, I believe it was. Might have been Friday. But um, I think that was the game where the dude got checked into the wall mm-hmm. um, and basically like head first into the wall and got banged up pretty good. Collapsed and then on just the ice. A, yeah, and then just a all-out brawl on the ice. So uh, that kind of got me into that series. So, <laughs> I mean, I've... I've watched hockey um, pretty much all my life, but just never really got into following the NHL enough. But like seeing one of those one of those fights live and those those guys standing up for their dude, it was pretty cool to see and got me pretty invested. We uh, our very, do it to you. yeah, our very first game, we actually both went and watched the Lightning play in Nashville, 
uh, at the Winter Classic Series. Stadium Series. Yeah, the the yeah the Stadium Series now. In, yeah, in Nissan Stadium. And uh, it was yep. it was amazing, man. It was I've seen. I've went to pretty much every sport, um, every major sport. You know, I've went and seen. I've went and multiple stadiums, stuff like that, and uh, I've seen some electric atmospheres in places at times. But that one, I think, because anything can change at any given second, and it's just nonstop. The atmosphere and the energy is just pumping the whole time. So, oh, not nothing beats it. Um, back home, I have a back home. I have a AHL team, the the Hershey Bears, which I live about a hour from, and I'd go to. I've been to a million of those games. And I mean, they're basically a minor league hockey team, but um, even there, like ten, fifteen thousand people in the arena, just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Are they like a farm team as well? Yeah, yeah, okay. for the for the Capitals, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's always it. pretty neat. The closest, the closest to me is an hour away in Gwinnett. Well, it's not Gwinnett yep. anymore. It's the Atlanta Gladiators now. Yeah, I actually, no, I, mean, I actually have a, I actually have a cousin. Um, he's, uh, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. They're an okay. AHL team. I don't know. I don't know what their affiliate is, but he's, the um, broadcaster for them. Um, so like he does all their radio and stuff like that and, uh, broadcast the game. So that's kind of got me invested in it a little bit too. Well, let's recap the XFL real quick, gentlemen, and then we'll roll into uh, the biggest news probably in all sports today, and that's the Aaron Rodgers trade. But the biggest news is Ben being on this podcast. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, the the podcast drops tomorrow. Second, That'll be the biggest news tomorrow. Oh, okay. That's, that's that's fair. That's fair. So, All right. So the XFL recap, we got uh, – so obviously the regular season is done, and unfortunately St. Louis did not make it. AJ McCarron's probably gonna be MVP. He did yeah. set a passing touchdown record with twenty four on the year. But going in, we got the Arlen Renegades going to Houston to play the Roughnecks. And then uh Seattle Sea Dragons, who start off really bad with your boy Ben DiNucci, Ray Ray, going to play the DC Defenders. I'll I'll claim Ben DiNucci over the other guy any day, Paxton Lynch. <laughs> yeah, which one did Paxton Lynch play for again? Oh yeah, Orlando. Um, your, your, yeah, your team. Shut your mouth. Um, what is your predictions on these two games there, Ray Ray? Uh, I think DC is going to sweep the whole thing, uh, just given that the South Division had no competition compared to the North Division that was filled with competition. I mean, when you think about it, going seven and three out of ten games usually will get you in anywhere in anything. Uh, and when you tie for that and you don't get in, I mean, that kind of says something about the other division who the four and six guy gets in, right? So I think Arlington's going to get blown out by the Roughnecks. Roughnecks are going to get an easy walk in. And then when they play D.C., I think D.C.'s just going to go and win it all. Their one loss really seems more like a fluke than anything. Well, it was Orlando's only win, so. Um... It's a fluke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh... What, what was that Ben said? It's uh, professional sports, so it's any given Sunday, right? Yeah. Or any given, again, any yeah. given day. I, yeah. I definitely think the DC defenders win it all. I'd be surprised to see otherwise. Uh, I think that defense is just nasty. So I well, you know the the loss to Orlando is one of those. There's always a spoiler team 
and they just decided to be the spoiler team. Just for one week, though. Just for one yeah, week. That's all, that's all we needed. Hey, we, we were the blemish. <laughs> that's all we needed. Uh, yeah, I think D.C. wins it all. Uh, Houston, to me, was the second-best team uh, for a good majority. I would say St. Louis, to me, turned it on and got hot at the right time. Unfortunately, they lost a tiebreaker to Seattle, and they actually lost on – they had, like, a whole list of tiebreaker, like, you know – if they're this, oh, and yeah, we go to this, will. and we go to this, and we go to this. It was the fifth thing on the list that actually broke them. Yeah, St. Louis just had too many comeback wins St. at Louis. the end of the day. they just St. They Louis just was to... fun to watch. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. There's a reason why they had the biggest fan base. But at some point, you just need to be the team that was dominant, and that would get you in. They, unfortunately, were not that at times. Well. So. All right. Now, for the second biggest thing on the show, and that is the... Aaron Rodgers trade that just went down only a couple hours before recording this show. So I'm going to go ahead and highlight kind of what happened and uh, we'll let Ben open up the floor on this one. But so the Aaron Rodgers trade, he's obviously going to the New York Jets. The Packers will get from the Jets 13th overall pick in this year's draft, the 42nd overall pick, so a second rounder, the 207th overall pick, sixth rounder, and a second round pick next year that will turn into a first-rounder if Aaron plays over 65% of the offensive snaps next year. So, as long as he doesn't get hurt. The Jets get, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, the 15th overall pick, and the 170th overall pick, so a fifth-round pick. Aaron Rodgers, only notable news here with him is he's actually going to wear the number 8 like he did in college, not the number 12, even though he got the blessing to wear the number 12 for the Jets. What do you think about this, Ben? Do you think uh, you think it's a good trade? The Jets are selling their future away. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, I was just saying. I mean, that definitely shakes things up. Um, it's going to be a lot different seeing him, seeing him not in Green Bay. Um, time will tell. I mean, for both teams, um, how things shape up for the trade. But um, I mean, the Jets are getting a. Getting a guaranteed, I mean, proven starter um, in the league for however many many years he's been playing there, um, and I mean those draft picks for for Green Bay, they're gonna they're gonna come around in the next year or two. So, I mean, time will tell. But um, I mean, that's that's the Jets making a pretty big splash. I definitely agree. What's your thoughts, Rory? I Man, it's like you said, it's a good point that. You know, like any trade, you never know who the winner is until it's happened, right? So, and it's like we saw with the Rams. It's worthwhile if you win. You could sell the whole house if you win the one year. That's all that matters. We'll spend five years rebuilding. Probably aren't going to win the next five years anyway, right? Unless the Chiefs, who managed to keep doing so. But I think overall it's pretty good. I mean, what, they moved down two picks. They get 170th, so they move up when it comes to that. So really overall, what did they give up? A forty, oh, a second round pick. Yeah, I mean, and then they got an older guy. I mean, so really, what did they lose? I mean, I think this works out well for the Jets if Aaron Rodgers plays at least three years, um, at, at least two, at least two, right? Because then they at least get a first round pick the following year uh, after Aaron Rodgers. But if it's a one and done thing, unless they get a ring, it's not worth it to me. If they get a ring. 
Well, even one and done, they only gave up a second round pick overall. Like, yeah, does it suck? But it's not a big loss. I mean, it's a little bump in the road. Well, yeah, but I mean, if that if he plays sixty five percent, then they gave up another first round pick. They gave up first round pick in next year's draft as well. So, mm. yeah, it, that's, that's what I'm too. saying. If 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 he plays two years, or if they get a ring, it was all worth it. Because at the end of the day, the ring is all that matters. So I, yep. I'm. No one cares about anything else. I mean, think about it. That's how we compare greatness. Is yeah, always been I'm ranked. excited to see how that one plays out for sure. So, all right. So, with that being said, now we are to the most important topic, and that is uh, having been on the show so we can actually talk to him a little bit about what he does as a pitcher for the Rome Braves, about just him in general, and uh, just kind of get some insight into, you know, another side of the of the baseball world that, very few of us know about. So first off, Ben, like I said earlier, uh, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're super excited about this. So thank you again. No, I'm fired up, fired up to be on here. Yeah, man. Thanks for replying. It was awesome to get in touch with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's, uh, let's roll into the first thing then. So for, for y'all that may not be big into the baseball world, um, the Rome Braves are a, feeder team, uh, farm team rather, to the Atlanta Braves. And uh, I, I'll let Ben, if he wants to kind of explain that, he's way better at that than me, but he kind of explained that to me. But <laughs> basically, a uh, little backstory on Ben. Uh, he signed as a free agent with the Minnesota Twins, uh, played with the Elizabethan Twins for a year, if I'm correct. Right, Ben? Wasn't it about a year? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so technically I was only I only really played like physically for um about a month with the twins and then the rest of the year that I was with them was that twenty twenty year where they um shut everything down. So I was with the twins from August August twenty nineteen until like September twenty twenty. Um so August had the August into September, then the off season, then came down to spring training for about two weeks in March and then got sent home for the year. Didn't end up playing 2020, but was still um, on the roster for the, for the twins then. So really only played like a, a month or so with them. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't, I did not know. I didn't, I didn't think about that time period. It's such a weird time period. That COVID year's uh yeah. such a weird yeah. yeah, it is, isn't it? When nobody was in the stands during sports yeah, man. everybody was scared to look at people. <laughs> what a time. Oh man. I'm glad we got that in the rear view. Uh, who you kidding? <laughs> That's right. I'm sure you hey man, especially being a professional athlete, I'm sure it makes all the difference in the world for there to be fans well, not only in the that, stadium. Oh, it's first year. You know what I mean? That that's what a <laughs> yeah, year man, to hey, start. Yeah, what a, what, a, yeah. what an intro. So well uh yeah. Well, I know that obviously you you went from, you know, Elizabeth Ten Twins, and now then you got signed, free agent, uh, Atlanta Braves. They put you on the Augusta Green Jackets, and now you are playing for the Rome Braves. So, I guess the first question for all this Ben has to be, what has the journey been like for you to get to this point? Because obviously with the COVID stuff, we already said it's been kind of crazy. What what is that journey like? I mean, how has it been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's definitely been a been a long journey full of full of ups and downs um and like for me personally i feel like i've taken um a little bit different path than uh most guys in professional baseball do or a professional athlete in general years in college i went to vcu virginia commonwealth um and i mean i put up good numbers there and threw well and like always always thought i'd have a chance i mean it's always been my dream to play professional baseball so i was gonna do um whatever it took to do that but i mean i put up good numbers in college and thought i gave myself um a chance for the draft but um that didn't end up happening so i ended up going to um independent ball um out of college to the frontier league um and played for the southern illinois miners and from there just pretty much had to had to play my way into um affiliate baseball into into a contract with a major league team so had to go there um last resort and just play really well there and uh find a way to get picked up and uh luckily was able to able to do so and get picked up by the twins um and get things rolling and like i said played about a month with them but was with them for a little over a year um and then was let go and then the rest is history with that and then the then the braves called in 2021 and i've been with them ever since so it's definitely been a road of ups and downs but yeah man it sounds like a real roller coaster yeah it's it's all over the place but i'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason so i just kind of take it as it comes well yeah there's two ways to take that right like you could get down to the dumps or you could use it to fuel yourself and want to be better yep yeah the big thing for especially minor league baseball with all the levels and stuff i mean you just gotta stay gotta stay level-headed and keep your head down and focused on like what what you can do day to day to just get a little bit better and keep moving forward i mean that's that's really the only thing that that you can do so what is it uh because you you talked about getting signed to all the different teams what's the feeling the very first time it happens like what's that rush of emotion yeah man the um the first time i got signed to when i signed with the twins um i was on so that wasn't my first pro contract um the first one was the indie ball team Mm -hmm. but i remember being at my parents house like right after um right after college and i was just kind of waiting around at that time to see if um anyone called and just had any free agent opportunities or anything like that and ended up getting set up with this team and I remember just being over the moon to just have a have a shot to go out there and prove myself. But definitely the big one was uh, being signed by the Twins. Um, and I found that out um, from my independent ball manager. Um, just showed up to the field for like a normal day um, and walked into the clubhouse and he called me in, um, gave me a good talk and let me know that uh, the Minnesota Twins were signing me. And at that point, it was just emotion. And then I knew the first thing I needed to do was um, just call some family and let them know. So that was a that was a big milestone in my life. But 
yeah, just emotion, journaling. Yeah, man, that's got to be awesome. Then I'm sure it's like a stepping stone right as you move up from the indie bowl to the single A to the high A. Like it's kind of it's got to rejuvenate a little bit. Yep. Yep, there's there's a lot of levels to get through, but yeah. I mean, just got to keep moving forward. No man, that I mean that's that's awesome. Just in general. I mean, that's more than what John and I have been <laughs> have done athletically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like it's I feel like it's pretty similar for the military too. I think we were talking earlier. I mean, yep. you can get picked up and moved any day. I mean, yeah, that, you never know. Right never now. know what you're going to get. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about it earlier. I mean, that's me right now waiting. I, I go to school in two months, and then I still don't know where I'm going yet. It's just going to be a matter of, like, hopefully I know before I get there. But I know but I know without a shadow of a doubt, August 2nd, I'll know. The problem is I graduate yeah. August 25th, and uh, I'll be moving to wherever I'm going by the beginning of September. So it's like, oh, whoa. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah Limbo's I mean, not a fun place to be. No, no. I mean, I can just imagine – I I can just imagine going to work every day and then never knowing like you you got to block it out. I'm assuming, right, Ben? Because you go to work every day and you just like it's today the day that I move. You got to be blocking yeah. it out, right? Yeah, yeah like this, this said, may be like, a reach. I was gonna say it may be a reach. It's like the money ball, you know, when they call in the one guy they're like, "Hey, you've been traded." <laughs> like, <laughs> how no, devastating that, and life changing. I I literally just watched Moneyball today. That's funny, but it's. <laughs> It's it's literally the the exact like that's a spitting image of how it is. I mean, that's crazy. Any day, you, any day you walk in the clubhouse, you could be uh, moving to a different team, getting traded. Who who knows what? But I mean, like I said, that that's why really the only thing that you can keep your focus on is uh, the work you have to do that day and getting a little better and competing in the game. Can't be thinking about that type of stuff. That's someone else's job to worry about. <laughs> well, uh, I I know Ben. We talked a little bit prior. You grew up in P, in uh, PA, Pennsylvania. Um, was your family big into baseball? How did you get into baseball? Were you like a late in life? Just decided, you know, hey, let me try this and found out you were good at it, or like like how did what was growing up like, and and how did you get into obviously your hopefully career for a long long time yep yeah i mean baseball's honestly been my my entire life um yeah like you said from pennsylvania but growing up i was a i was a yankees fan just because my dad grew up like in the yankees and i was born in 96 and i believe they won the world series that year but there's a picture of me sitting on my dad's lap watching the watching a World Series game in October <laughs> right after I was born. So I think from that moment on, I was pretty hooked on baseball. I mean, I was, ever since I could walk, I was throwing stuff around or picking anything up that looked like a bat and swinging it around. So, I mean, uh-huh. that started that started real early on. And then uh, throughout high school, I realized that it was um, – a real opportunity for me. You know, the sad thing about your 96 win was it was that favorite team was over the team you play for now. Yeah. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. They beat the I Braves did. four to two and then they beat them oh, again man. in 99, four to zero. So, Oh, oh. man. 
And John, they Funny beat yours in 98. By the way, 4-0 <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, I know they beat mine. Shut up. We didn't have to tell me. We could have kept moving. <laughs> that, that is pretty crazy, though, you know, to think that uh, in the whole grand scheme of things, like it being your favorite team growing up, and now you play for the team they beat. Like, it's just crazy, right? The odds that you be yep. there and everything, it's, it's neat yeah, it's how fun, that works out. It's funny how that works out. For sure. What? Uh, so, obviously, like you said earlier, you pitched in college, okay? What is the biggest difference going from pitching in college to now pitching in the minors? Is there is there a big difference? Is there a big adjustment? Like, what what would you have to say for all that? I mean, I feel there's little adjustments here and there, but I feel like for the most part, um, for pitchers, if you have good stuff, like pitching to your strengths, um, it's going to be what gets you through um, for the most part of your career. Um, but I'd say the big differences between, like, on my side, pitching to hitters would be just, like, the pitches that they're swinging at. So, like, in college, I feel like you – you get a lot more chase on, um, I'd say, worse pitches. So, like, you could throw a ball more out of the zone in college, and you might get a swinging strike three on that. But I feel like hitters, once you get the pro ball, um, they're being they're being taught to uh, the strike zone is probably also a little bit smaller in pro ball too. So they're ab- able to be a little bit more selective up there. So um, you're definitely not going to get as much swing and miss on uh, more uh, pitches outside the strike zone. So I feel like you need to be a little bit more fine um, and per- once you get to the pro ball level. you got to refine, your, uh, refine and tighten up your zone, basically, is what you're saying, where you throw it. Yeah. You go from the immature batters to a more mature batter, I guess you could say. Like a guy who just wants to kill it to a guy who knows to wait for it. Yeah. Yeah, like once you get to two strikes, I feel like you have to make a little bit better pitches. Like if you're throwing a pitch, like you could throw a pitch in college, bounce it in the dirt, and they're going to swing at it. But you got to get a little bit closer to strike zone and pro ball to get some guys swinging. And also, too, at the pro ball level, not too many guys are – are bunning anymore. Everyone's trying to um, hit home runs, get that slugging percentage up. And in college, Man, I, I feel like think about that. in college, I feel like you get a little bit more team aspect to it. So like there, yeah. there's a lot more bunning, stealing, moving the runner over, hit and runs, stuff like that. So um, I'd say that that's honestly a little bit tougher for the college level than it is at the pro level. It's crazy you say that because you watch enough pro games, you really don't see bunting hardly at all. Unless you watch the San Diego Padres. <laughs> we you like just, to bunt. Just, that's cool, though, that you talk about the more team aspect in college. Yeah, there's so many numbers and analytics that go into it these days. And I guess the numbers say that like bunting's pretty much pretty much wasting an out in the game right now, so... Not a lot of teams do it. I think the Braves had literally like one sacrifice bunt last year out of 162 games in the regular season. So in general, it's not something that you have to worry about a whole lot anymore um, being a pitcher. But 
occasionally a fast guy squeezes yeah, one in every now and then. Yeah, I see that as a pitcher. Yep. Yeah, no, I had a buddy who pitched uh, for Tuskegee, and he talked about it. You know, I told him, I was like, yeah, man, we got this guy coming on who pitches pro. He's like, dude, he's like, I don't know how. He goes, I tried so hard. You know, he, in a sense, dedicated his whole life to pitching. And that's as far as he went. I don't know if he knew about the indie league stuff, so I had to throw that at him. You know, he's only a year removed, two years removed from college. So, like, I think he, he if he could still hold on to his yep. arm, it would probably be a good time to get back in it for him, huh, and see if he still got it. Yeah, I mean, uh, earlier the better. Earlier yeah. the better that you can you can get into it. Um, time's, time's definitely not on your side as a as a baseball player. There's a... I mean, professional professional athletes in general. I mean, there's a in in the grand scheme of things, there's a there's a short window of a time where you can be be at your peak and uh, be good. So sooner the better. <laughs> what? Uh, so obviously you're down in the South, right? And you were born and raised in Pennsylvania. What is the biggest difference for you? being down here playing ball down here adjusting to the to the culture the climate what's the biggest thing i guess you've noticed uh, i'd say the the climate is definitely definitely the biggest one especially my first year in 21 i was in i was in augusta and man that's that might be the hottest place i've ever been to i mean we we had a good week week or two in the summer um can't remember if it was june or july but like six seven days in a row it was 99 to 102 outside with like really high humidity and um funny enough that week the air conditioning in our in our clubhouse went out so um we were we'd go out onto the field in the 100 degrees get our workout in and then come in and it's 85, <laughs> 90 degrees in the clubhouse. So hey, that feels um, great compared to over a hundred. Yeah. It's still 100%. miserable. Ray, Ray. Oh, yeah. It's God awful. <laughs> yeah. I live here but and yeah, I hate I'd, the soup. <laughs> I'd say that first year, um, the climate was definitely the biggest change, but like culturally, um, pretty similar to, to PA. I feel like, uh, I mean, there's a there's a Waffle House on every corner down here. <laughs> um, we love our but, Waffle Houses. Yep. But um, other than that, I grew up in a pretty rural area in Pennsylvania, so um, I feel like culturally, it's it's honestly pretty similar to um, how it is down here. But I mean, definitely the food and the college football down here pretty big. College football rules Georgia. Yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely our biggest sport. I don't think there's an argument to be made there for Georgia. Mm-mm. No, yeah, definitely was, the biggest. Was, I mean, it was fun being in Rome uh, last year as the college football season was was getting started. Um, <laughs> everyone, everyone was fired up for the dogs. I won't bark that time, John. It's not the same. I was, I was waiting for that stupid bark. Oh, you tell me. <laughs> oh my. Anyways, so uh, I was going to ask. So, what's the we talked about? What's one of our guys on the Discord want to know? What's the pay like at the level? He was curious about that, and then the uh, 
what would be the living situation? How does that work for y'all? Because I read where there's guys having to stay with other guys to make ends meet. Yeah, so all all of that has changed a lot over the over the past two years. So so last year was the first year that across Major League Baseball, um, they were required to provide housing for um, for all their minor league players, and that was a huge step for guys. I mean. I mean, I know guys that had to deal with it a lot longer than I needed to, but um, my first year in pro ball in indie ball and with the Twins, um, I had a host family in independent ball, which which was awesome, honestly. Um, I got what set exactly up with, is a host family? Uh, it's literally a family that opens up their house to you, gives you a, a bedroom, and you and you stay with them while while you're playing there but there's like um, an exchange kid. yeah 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 pretty much um i've done it i did it for like college summer ball and i've had nothing but good experiences with with all my host families um they've all they've all taken super good care of the the players that they let in um and i've never had any issues but yeah, that was my first living arrangements in pro ball. And it's funny, the family that I lived at, their son is now uh, working for the Braves as a clubhouse manager. And um, I lived in his bedroom whenever I was <laughs> on that on that team. So it's definitely, it's a small world. But, That's wild. Yeah, but when I got to the Twins, like I said, I played about a month there. And one or two of those weeks was on the road, so we stayed in the hotel for that. But the the two weeks I needed to figure something out at home to to live in, um, stayed in the hotel for a week, and then I stayed a week in a Airbnb. We had like eight eight to ten guys at a time in this one bedroom, and we had a bunch of bunk beds. <laughs> Um, yeah. So back then we were doing whatever we could to to save a dime. About barracks life. (laughs) Yeah, that I bet it's I bet it's pretty comparable. But yes, yes, (laughs) yeah. I don't know ten dudes to a bedroom, John. I don't know if that's comparable. Listen, dude, I was in Lejeune. I was in Lejeune, okay, and we had a room, and it had four sets of bunk beds, so eight (laughs) people, and they said. Don't worry, guys. Y'all are all sergeants in this room, so we're not going to fill it to max. We're going to put seven people in there. It's not and max. I was like, I was like, what? Seven? Oh, dude. You might as well put the eighth one. Dude, the room was not much bigger than my living room. Like, and you've seen my living room. My living room is is not small, yeah. but it's not the biggest room in my house. Like, my kids' play area, my kids' playroom, the addition on the house is bigger than the room that. A seven, twenty-something, yeah. thirty-year-old. One dude was forty-something that, that yeah, we all lived in. That's ten dudes though in a room that big. That's ridiculous. There's privacy's out the window. Yeah, everybody. Well, they, oh, yeah, there were, it was a one bedroom. Yeah, we. <laughs> I think it was like one and a half bedrooms. There was like there was three bunk beds. I remember, <laughs> and then one guy mm. slept on the floor. And I think there was like a little half room. There was, there was like a half room with a queen bed, and two guys slept in that. And then there was a couch in there. And 
I mean, we, we made it work. I mean, we also didn't need to be there long. I mean, all you really do is lay down to sleep at night and get up and go to the field, hang out there all day, play a game, and then come back and sleep. So oh, I don't like God. the wine. I don't like to whine too much. I mean, guys had to do that a lot longer than I needed to, but um, that's my that's my story about how housing used to be. But now that that's terrible. Teams provide housing, now that teams provide housing, it's a game changer for guys. Um, every team does it a little bit different, but the Braves are pretty much first class with everything they do. Um, they give um, everyone their own. If if you're sharing an apartment with somebody, I believe it's only two two people to an apartment, but you get your own room, closet, bathroom, everything. Um, get a king bed, kitchen, living space. So, and um, wow. we, we don't pay a dime for it anymore. So it's it's been a been a huge change over over minor league baseball the past past year or two, and then this That's year. Sweet this year with uh, the players association taking the minor league players in, they negotiated uh, the first minor league collective bargaining agreement. So that uh, bumped the minimum salaries up a good bit. Um, I believe, I believe triple a, I think the top is like 30, the minimums, the top is like 35,000 and then the bottom for like the rookie league, which is only like half a season, is like around nineteen thousand or something like that. But um, those are just the minimums. Uh, free agents, like once you're out of the first contract when you're drafted, you're free to negotiate pretty much whatever you want within a contract. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. It's a lot better than what it used to be. I read it used to basically be crumbs. Oh, it was it was brutal before that. I think like uh, you almost had to work a side job if you could, or be supported. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't have a, if you weren't taken in the draft and have a decent sized signing bonus to hold you over for a couple years, oh, um, a couple years. You, you, yeah, you definitely needed to pick something up in the off season to, to offset those costs. That is brutal. Hey, you got to respect the grind of the old heads. Then that went for all the way from down up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The the people, the the guy for the Braves that handles all the housing and stuff. I mean, he puts in a ton of work for us and does a does an awesome job for us. But he always tells us, um, tells the older older guys that have been through it to to let the let the younger younger guys know how good they have it right now. <laughs> that's that's a little fair though. That really is a back I, in my day kind of situation. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say it's back in my day, back in my Marine Corps. Yeah. yeah, back in my baseball. <laughs> back in my baseball. <laughs> we slept well, on uh, top of each other. I got to ask Ben if you could face anybody, right? You, them, you're on the mound. They're on the bag. We're getting ready. Line up. This is for all the marbles. You could face any player in major league baseball who would you love to face it's it's got to be Shohei Otani right now I mean he's we haven't seen anything like him yeah I want to I want to throw him a fastball and I want to see how far see how far that thing goes have a front row seat (laughs) 
but but I mean we we haven't seen anything like him in in baseball. I feel like since since Babe Ruth. I mean he's he's doing some some special things right now, and he can throw the heck out of it 100 miles an hour and hit it further than anybody in the league. So I mean he's a he's probably the superstar of our generation. So I want to see yeah, if I, I could you can say that easy. I could strike him out. Oh man, what an accomplishment! Yeah, like that one in your record. Like that's yeah, I think that's fair to Professional say. resume yeah. when you uh when you try to leave, you know. Yeah, that that'll go on the LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite pitch to throw, Ben? Don't sell yourself out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd say my changeup right now. Um, so I throw fastball, changeup, slider, and. Slider is honestly my third pitch right now. Um, constantly working on that, but um, I feel like my fastball and my changeup have been consistent pitches for me over the past couple years. But like changeup, I feel like I can drop that thing in there, any count, get a strike, get a swing and miss, and a two strike count. So I go to that a lot, and it's just a fun pitch for me to throw. I like tinkering around with it and seeing how I can make it dance. That's pretty cool. What, uh, I, I know we, we hadn't previously talked about this, but a day in your life, right? Especially while y'all are playing ball. What is, what does that look like? Like, what do you do? You know, do you go in, obviously you, you throw a bunch of pitches, but is it, you know, you see the little, I don't know, little, little blimps on TV, you know, Today, you know, before the team got on the field and they're out there like joking around, stretching, you know, warming up. What is a day in your life for this organization and clubhouse during the season look like? Yeah, man, there's there's so much more that goes goes on behind the scenes of it other than just just getting in the game and and throwing. But so, like I said, I'm in Florida right now rehabbing. Mm -hmm. Um, So my day's a little bit shorter without a game every day, but. I'll take you through like a game day, like if I'm if I'm in Rome. So um, I usually wake up. Uh, professional athletes, most of them sleep in, like for the most part of the morning, because like I mean we get done with a game ten eleven at night, eat after the game, and then you're not getting to bed till one two o'clock in the morning for the most part. So pretty much pretty much everyone sleeps in somewhat but like i like getting up in the mornings and having a little bit of morning so i try to wake up like no later than 9 30 or so i mean sleeping in i'm sure for you guys in the military like that's that's like way past sleeping in but i wake up around then um try to get outside I see take... the name of the show so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so wake up around then usually try to get outside, take a little walk, get some coffee or something and get a good breakfast in me. And then, um, last year I did a little bit of part-time work during the season too. Um, I brought a laptop along with me and the baseball facility I work for in the off season. Uh, I managed a couple, um, remote athletes, uh, like pitchers throwing programs. So, I'd get on that in the mornings for for an hour or two, maybe check in with 
with a high school athlete, um, see if they need help with anything, just to keep myself um, busy in like the mid mornings around lunch times. Um, and then I usually head into the field, say it's a seven o'clock game. I'm usually there by about one o'clock, one thirty or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I like getting there, getting there pretty early, getting some food in me. Um, and in Rome, we got a pretty nice ping pong table in the locker room. So I get in there, I get in there and grind on that thing, uh, play some guys earlier in the day. And then the pitcher's schedule, um, usually about four hours before the game, um, they go out onto the field, um, and go through a stretch. And then that's when we play catch for the day. Um, and see how we're feeling that day, work on stuff, maybe throw like a light touch and feel on the mound, low bullpen, um, and then do some conditioning out on the field. Um, and then we take it back in and then our team goes out to hit batting practice. Then we go out on the field, run around, shag batting practice, um, and then take it back in about probably about two hours before the game. Then you got a little bit of time time to kill um and that's that's more like the time where you're getting locked in getting ready to go you eat your eat your pregame meal we have nap rooms sometimes guys lay down in there for a little bit um do some visualization or whatever they do um take a shower and get your jersey on and then head out for the game so um there's yeah it's there's there's a lot more a lot more behind the scenes that goes into it um, than you see on see on the TV. Yeah, that's wild. I definitely I assumed you know there was obviously a little bit of warm up, but I didn't I didn't I didn't realize that y'all came in that early. I mean, you said you like to get there normally around one, and you know for a game that starts about seven, that's you know six hours. I was thinking you know maybe two, three hours before. So that's, that's wild to see. Yeah. Yeah. A Makes lot of sense it, though. A lot of it revolves around, um, the batting practice times for teams. Cause like, like each team gets about an hour or so out on the field for batting practice. So, um, and they're usually like, so the home team's usually three hours before game time. And then I think the away team's like two hours before, and then they get like an hour to prep the field to get ready to go. So the pitchers get there pretty dang early to get um, all their work in before all the batting practice rounds start. So you're not out there on the field trying to get your work in and you got Shohei Otani missiles coming at you. So that's part of the, <laughs> reason. That's part of the reason they get there so early. But I mean... Yeah, I mean, guys like being at the field too. I mean, especially with the ping pong table and stuff. Like, get there, hang out with the guys, um, and they, the clubhouses are pretty nice that we get to hang out in too. So that makes it enjoyable. So get there early, um, get yourself ready to go, get your work in, uh, stretch, get in the training room, um, get some treatment done. So it's a lot of maintenance on the body too. So. Um, that's that's a lot of put a lot of time into that too. So when y'all say an all day affair, y'all aren't kidding. It is an all day affair. 
Yep. Yeah, it ain't just ain't just showing up for the rolling out there for the game and take it home. It's you definitely put in find a way to find a way to fill the time and pretty much get better with most of the hours of the day. Yeah, that's definitely a grind. I mean To say the least. God. Yeah, I mean it's, that's a that's a grind. You said going to bed at one, getting up at this time, doing that, but there's not a crazy amount of free time for you. Um but I'm sure I'm sure like you said, you know, so many of the people that listen and they're like, uh, oh, he wants to go in and play ping pong. I get exactly where you come from and I know Ray Ray does as well because it's that thing like um for instance, when we go out to the field, right, and we're out there and we're out there getting up at six o'clock in the morning, and we know that we're going to be doing, you know, fire mission, uh, fire missions. We're gonna ha- we got our comm running. We got you know our our mechanics doing their thing. You know, we got all the sections supply. You know, making sure that everything's issued out to everybody. Running, you know, chow to people, making sure you know just everybody doing their part, security, all that. It's a grind, but. When you get that little break, that little bit of time for whatever it may be, man. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. throw knives at each other's feet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just yeah, like the you, movies, you know. But, you put so much time into it, you got to take a little time to mm-hmm. do something you enjoy and, and get your mind off Doing it a little anything. bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything. We do, I mean, we do, if you look at it and you think about it now, obviously I'm sitting in, you know, in my computer room, I'm sitting here relaxed, you know, and and enjoying the AC and everything else. Yeah. When you're in that environment, you do stuff, and it may look to some people like, oh, this is dumb, or, you know, why would you want to do that? But, man, when you get that, that camaraderie and that bond with people, doing stuff that you may not normally do, or that, you know, it's like, mm, you know, yeah, maybe it may or may not be fun to some people, Getting to do that is is really really fun, and it's some of the best memories. You know that that competitive being competitive. Obviously, you're in sports, so you are competitive in some nature. Some people are more competitive than others, you know. But being in that, just getting to do it. I I did. I've never played pro sports, but I did. Uh, my last year, I was on a major military installation, so got to play football and do all that stuff. And I remember getting out there. You know, we got a a tournament, okay, we're going to play a tournament. This is the playoffs or whatever, you know. It's whatever they were doing at the time, and we knew we were going to play. And I'm getting out of there three, four hours early. I'm out there. I got the music bumping. I'm getting pumped. Then I'm out there. I'm just throwing the football. I'm warming up or running. We're doing just just fun stuff, man, you know. And maybe maybe we're throwing the ball and joking around, you know. Yeah. Just seeing if we could throw it behind our back. Do stuff we I mean, probably wouldn't do normal, but you're in that environment with your boys it's memories. I mean, that's honestly one of the one of the, one of the biggest things about like pro sports is being able to compete and produce in like tight moments or or stuff like that. And I mean, like that's funny as it sounds, like little stuff like that and like uh, ping pong or whatever you're playing. Like if you're not able to lock in and get the job done on that type of stuff, like it's gonna be hard to go into a game with. 40,000 people out there and be able to execute your job out there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like you said, like professional athletes or athletes in general, I feel like they're, they're always competing with each other. Like no matter what it was, I mean, we had the ping pong table in there. A lot of guys are 
are gamers. They're always competing with each other on that, or it'd be FIFA, Madden, whatever it is. Heck, I, on Sunday, last night, uh, one of the guys down here in Florida for rehab, he got a bocce ball set, and we took the thing out in the grass, and we were just grinding, getting after it on bocce ball. I never even played it before, but we didn't care. It was just good, healthy competition. So, I mean, Crit. that's one like of at some I'm point. Wrong. Go ahead, John. I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that the game? Because we play something, and we're a bunch of Marines, but we, we call it jokingly because I don't think any of us really know the real name to it. We call it hibachi ball. <laughs> but yeah, but is that the game with like the uh the beanbag pose and you got the little tiny ball and uh you're running and you're throwing it to each other and you try to knock that post off of the dot? Is that what that is? Uh that's not that's not what we played. I could be wrong, but this one's this one's a little bit less intense than that. You have like a little white ball, kinda looks like mm-hmm. a lacrosse ball, and mm-hmm. then uh you have eight three pound balls they're about like palm size and literally all you do is throw the ball and try to get close to the white ball um and however many you have like closest to it is how many points you get it's kind of like cornhole with like really heavy lawn balls if that makes sense it's like like playing quarters outside yeah yeah pretty (laughs) much that's pretty cool, though. I mean, anything like that, man, is fun. Like I said, whenever you're doing anything with your boys and making memories like that, that, that junk's enjoyable. Yep, that's the stuff you remember. Is there a... Oh, well, you know what? My bad. Ray, Ray what were you going to say earlier? I apologize. Uh, I think what I was going to say was... Uh, it's one of those things, like, at, at some point, when you do something for so long, like you're talking about us being in the field and with him, that's what, Tuesday to Sunday that you're doing that regime? Even during those regimes, you have to be able to break up monotony, you know, because otherwise you're not going to focus as much when you do have to finally go pitch or do whatever. Because now you're just, you know, you're so like, man, I'm tired of doing this. I've been doing this all day. I'm so over it. So it is cool to hear you say, like, when y'all have this little downtime, y'all do something and you work on your backup career as a professional ping pong player. Like, it's pretty cool <laughs> here as well. 100%. Yeah. Oh, I, I, joke with my, I joke with my girlfriend all the time that, once we're done with this, I'm going on to ping pong or cornhole or something, something dumb that I can just keep hey, myself both occupied with. Yeah, hundred percent. If <laughs> if Forrest Gump can do it, man, I know you can do it. I know you got it. I think <laughs> you're probably a better athlete than he was. Man, that's so. the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty good movie, man. That speaking of movies, uh, or speaking of that time frame, I'm pretty sure that movie came out before you or Ray Ray was born. Uh, I know you were born being, I brought this up earlier. I don't know if you know this or not, Ray Ray, but Ben and me were almost born on the same day. One day day apart. Yep, yep. His birthday was uh, September 30th. Could have been little twinsies. We could have been. It was September 30th, mom was September 29th. He he shares the same birthday with my stepsister, though, so that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure your birthday is not close to anybody famous, so. Uh, I'm on the same day as Elvis Presley. Yeah, I said, I said it wasn't close to anybody famous. You're just making up people's names now. Yeah, the no king of rock and roll doesn't exist. No one names their kid Elvis. That's Jeez. okay. You'll tell Howard that too, because him and I are a year and three hours apart. 
Howard is definitely not famous. Why don't you start with me? He is to us. Come on now. <laughs> I hope Howard listens to this. I hope Malone listens to this. I called him out. It's all about relevancy. That's it. Well, uh, <laughs> Ben, what is what is like one story or moment, something that's stuck in your memory? What uh, what is one one memory that is just there with you ingrained? Oh, there's there's so many, but one that one that I can remember pretty recently from last year. Um, you're about this all the time, like guys talk about like the bus trips and traveling and stuff like that. They can get they can get pretty fun, and I mean you're you're tight with your with your teammates on those, so you make a ton of memories. But um, so last year we. Um, so last year I played with the Rome Braves, so like just about hour north of Atlanta, and we played the Hudson Valley Renegades, which is just north of New York City. So uh, the week before we played in Maryland, and we so we flew there and then took a bus from Maryland to New York, and then we were supposed to fly back from um, fly back from New York to Georgia. And then the morning of the game on Sunday, our manager called us into the hotel lobby for a meeting and said the um, the plane flight got canceled um, and we could basically split up on flights that are bouncing all over the country. And it we probably wouldn't make it back any quicker than if we hopped on a bus and um, went to Georgia. So we voted as a team to... Um, load up into the bus and um, truck it down from New York to um, basically Atlanta. And, I mean, we got a lot of guys on the team. So um, right now they do um, two buses per team because we take so much um, equipment along. We won't be able to fit all the equipment and all the players on one bus. So we usually do two, but we only had one of our actual buses up in New York. So we loaded all of our equipment and um, all the players onto the bus after our game on Sunday night in New York. And we, we took off for, for Georgia. And I mean, it was a pretty crappy situation overall, but I mean, we, we made the most of it. I mean, um yeah we left from new york and we pretty much turned that thing into a party bus the entire night um <laughs> our manager um kanakoa Teixeira, he turned it into um a dj karaoke bus for however many hours hours we were on that thing so i mean that we was were, the right choice to go the yeah, bus yeah we were mm-hmm. crammed into the thing there was suitcases stacked like in the three rows in the back but i mean we we made the most of it and we had a had a good time made the most out of a not so great situation so that's a pretty recent memory that i can think of that was that was a heck of a time it's always like in a sense the bad times that end up turning into some of the greatest memories yeah yeah you gotta take everything with a grain of salt and Never know, never know what it's going to turn into. No, and it seems like it turned into a great team bonding, like experience kind of thing too. Oh, we had we had an awesome time. It was 
it it would have sucked if we we didn't make the most of it like that. Right. Right. Huh. Well, you got you got any more questions, Rory? No, John. I think I think I'm about tapped out, man. Yeah, I think I I'm, really I'm sure something will come to me once you know we we <laughs> wrap up. I'll go and have my shower thoughts. Like, oh man, I could have asked him that. We got a lightning yeah. game tonight, don't we? Yeah, they're actually up two nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah it sounds like he's ready to go now. Yeah, yeah Ben's already. He's like, yo, I've, y'all are interrupting my lightning. <laughs> We're gonna have to get a uh, next, next, next uh, lightning game has to be me, Ray, Ray, and uh, Ben there rooting them on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, Ray Ray, then we will go ahead and roll into the fact of the week. Do you got me any? Uh, so in between my moving, I have actually let you down with this one. So I'm sorry, but this week, I uh, so I had to have two last week. Moving, I, I forgot to look one up, so I dropped the ball on you on this one. All right, well, you're fired. Ben? <laughs> All right, Ben, you're taking over. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> do, do you uh, do you by chance have a sports fact? If not, no big deal. You're not fired like Rarely. Sports fact of the week. Um, it can be anything. Man. <laughs> Put me on the spot. I can't think of anything. No worries. I'll tell you what, gentlemen. I'll give you all two good ones. They're both actually about the NFL. So, first off, the one I'll give you is the reason the Dallas Cowboys are in the NFC East is because nobody wanted them in their division when the AFL and the NFL merger happened. That makes me happy. (laughs) I'm an Eagles fan. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, I like the Falcons. So, they, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. So, the commissioner at that time, he wrote five different division realignments on a little piece of paper, put them in a hat, and then he had his secretary draw one out. She drew the one that had the Cowboys in the NFC East, and that is how they ended up in there. So, pretty wild little history fact there. Didn't know that. Here, I'll, I'll throw one at you real quick uh, oh, with the World's Strongest Men. Oh, well, I have it because a friend just texted me because, one, Brian Shaw just retired from World's Strongest Men. He did not win it. Uh, but as a changing of the guard with Mitchell Hooper, who has only appeared for the second time ever, is the first Canadian to ever win it. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, in honor of Brian Shaw and for Chris Colgan sending me that, I, uh, it just actually happened that way. So there you go. I, I pulled one out for you. I'm still going to keep this in the podcast and let everybody know you let me down. So uh, I'll go ahead and I throw can. another one out. <laughs> So this one uh, is for Aaron Rodgers here. So Tom Brady has had more top 10 defenses since turning 42 with three than Aaron Rodgers has had in his whole entire career. And Rodgers only had two top 10 defenses in his whole career. And Tom only won it once with that. Yep. So it sounds to me like uh Let the like goat Aaron debate the begin. Goat. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, I got a good okay. one about. I got a good one about that uh, that Cleveland pitcher from like the nineteen tens, I believe. He threw a complete game after being struck by lightning. Oh wow! Godly. <laughs> no, he no, had lightning good. in his veins. 
Yeah. Yep. I'm a grown man. <laughs> Sit down. I got this. Like that definitely had to be something that came out of his mouth. Yeah. No, I'm a man. I got to get out of here. Like, got, what? Got zapped, shook it off, and then threw a complete <laughs> game. <laughs> I got work to do. Oh, yep. yeah. Someone's got to strike these guys out. <laughs> they were God. built different back then. Yeah, no, that, I don't want to be built like that. I don't. I don't want to ever get hit by lightning. First, I off. mean, I want to be smart enough to go. Hey, guys, I should probably go get checked out. Not <laughs> this ball. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, well, Ray Ray, you got any shout outs this week? Any shout outs? Yeah. So uh, this time I'll turn it. I'll make it about family. Uh, I'm going to shout out my sister for. Uh, job well done at she's continuing to run the family pawn shop she's doing well every time she talks to us we have family meetings about our businesses you know but not those kind of meetings we're not italian uh but she's doing good man she's running it she's got high numbers each each time she comes in it's like everything's stacking up and doing better so just extremely proud to see her doing well okay okay well uh my shout out this week is to my brother who yesterday Turned 24 years old. So, shout out, Mason. Happy birthday. I uh, texted you yesterday. told you happy birthday, but I'm going to tell you again. Happy birthday. So, proud of you, bud. Ben, you got any shout outs you want to uh, throw out there while you're on the air? Yep, I'll go with uh, my girlfriend and my mom. Girlfriend started, started a new job this past week, so she was excited about that. Off to a good start, and my mom... Had a birthday on April 22nd, Earth Day, so happy birthday to her. Happy birthday, Mom. Wow, look at that. Well, congratulations to the girlfriend first. What's her name? Uh, Courtney. Congratulations, Courtney, on the new job. Hope it all goes well with that. So, and starting new jobs definitely be stressful, so I do yeah, it every time I go to new command. <laughs> yeah, every time I check in, I, I get the, oh, man, because I don't know what to expect, so I get it. So hope hopefully she stays there for a long time and doesn't have to go through that feeling. Yep. <laughs> and then that's wild, man. Your your one your birthday is one day after mine. Your mom's birthday is one day before my brother's. That is wild. Small world. Great. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, well, Ray Ray, I got nothing. I got nothing. I think we're at the end of the show. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm actually for once not late. I got about two minutes to run inside and clock in. So I, I might have to go real soon because, you know, I, I'm about to be late, but I got some time. Hey, man, you sound like you're on my schedule now. So, all right, then. Well, with that, we're late towards sports, and we're out. See ya. Thank you.